Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, March 31st, 2023. This is Season 3, Episode 13 of our show. I always point out things like this, like no matter how tenuous the quote-unquote cool number may be, like, oh, this is a cool number, like, it's, uh, it's 331, the date, and it's 313 as far as the episode goes. You knew that already because that purple button on your phone, which shows you the Apple podcast number, like, you already knew it was 3.13, and it's 331. It's one of those uh, months where I'm squeezing in a fifth episode of Math and Musings on the month. Um, the uh, sponsors of this show pay per month. So uh, when we squeeze in a fifth episode, it's like basically like a buy four, get one free at, at this point. It's like it's like when they don't take the withholdings out of your paycheck on if, if there's ever a, you know, if you're paid on that fifth Friday, it works out um it looks to work out in your favor. I mean, I understand how the numbers work. It all comes out in the wash at the end. It's not like this is the last paycheck you're ever getting. And this is not the last episode of Math and Music. We're closing in on a big number, though. We're closing in on 100 episodes of uh, Math and Music. That is coming up soon. Speaking of things coming up soon, oh my goodness, we have so many exciting events happening here. Uh, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year. It's Final Four weekend. Tomorrow is Final Four Saturday. It's the start of spring break. It's the start of the Major League Baseball season. They keep starting this up earlier and earlier. It actually started yesterday, and no, I don't have any of those scores. This is not live, by the way. Um, I do have I do have the Final Four teams set, and this is something like, my God, how many episodes of this show would I have had to record to be able to, like, guess this one right? Like, how far would I have to go down the list to be able to say San Diego State University, Florida Atlantic University, Miami, and UConn? Okay, those are the four teams that are in it. It's not exactly uh, the blue bloods of college basketball that we had just last year. I mean, remember last year when it was like, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova, like some of the winningest teams of all time. This this year, you don't. You, you have four good teams. It's always good teams. Like I made a joke last year about like the the parody of college basketball at writ large, like as a sport, like it's not there. Like, well, I, let me take that back. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so you've got uh, college basketball going on uh, starting again tomorrow more on that later first I, I should say about the baseball season yeah I mean in like Babe Ruth's day usually start at like middle of April maybe towards the end of April and uh, they had it wrapped up by by the end of September it's they played a, a little bit shorter season than uh, 154 games rather than 162 but it, it really has nothing to do with it. It's all like they used to play double headers. I mean, that I think that's the thing that makes the biggest difference. Is I'm just counting the number of days. Baseball season, it's there's more off days in there. There's not as many 
doubleheaders. It's all for money. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not going to delude myself into thinking it's anything other than just, well, they can maximize revenue if they play, if they stretch the games out and don't let people in two for one. I mean, on the days where they have doubleheaders, it's separate admissions now. There's, there's, no, there's no freebies. It's a business. I get it. Speaking of businesses, there is this thing called the uh, National Collegiate Athletic Association, also known as the NCAAs. Also, very big business. The, the amount of money that's changing hands during March Madness, yeah, I'm not going to, again, I'm not deluding myself, kidding myself, thinking that this is not a business, you know, quote-unquote amateur athletes playing, the, the student athletes playing. I try to compartmentalize all that in my brain, going along with it, because I enjoy watching this amateur competition. Whatever advertisers paid, they, they pick up a lot of the bill, whatever they paid, it was worth it. I have seen 60 of some, some of the greatest games, uh, college basketball games I've, I've ever seen, have, have come in the last couple weeks, including over the weekend, I'm like, the three games that set up the, or excuse me, the four games that set up the final four, obviously it's four, three out of four of them were, were classics. One was a laugher. I mean, the Connecticut game was, was not good. Uh, although, uh, that was, to me, that was like the marquee matchup seeing like UConn-Gonzaga. That one wasn't close at all. Uh, the others were, were absolute classics, though, and not really caring about the results. I, mean, I could actually in, enjoy the games. The only one I cared about, like, it was interesting to see Florida Atlantic win. That, that was about it. For me, right now, the, the team's in, it's, it's kind of like, who cares? I, mean, I, I have no allegiance to any of these teams. Like, woefully tangential at best. It, it's like at the top of the show when I say, like, oh, you know, that, that's a good number. Or I do this in class with, with my students anytime, like, uh, code comes up. Usually if we're playing a game, a code will come up and it'll be, you know, a six-digit random number. And I'll say, oh, that's a good number. That's a good number. And I'll come up with some cockamamie story about why it's a good number. It's like, oh, they, I really like San Diego State University. Here's this bizarre reasoning why they're good. Well, you see, you know, like, well, a lot of my family, this, actually, this is true. I, I do have a number of family members in the San Diego area. And the Gallagher side of the family, most of them either did serve or are currently serving in the military. San Diego's a, a big military town. And uh, the Gallagher side, Everyone served in the military. I've told this story before. It sounds like a joke, but it's true. It's like there's my mom's side of the family where everyone served in the military and my dad's side of the family where no one served in the military. That's, you know, nothing personal. It's not exactly the Capulets and the Montagues, but uh, that's the way things shaked out. Anyway, I think my best tie to any of these teams, other than the fact like I've been to Florida, like I've been to Connecticut before. Um, I, the uh, the U, uh, the Miami Hurricanes, do have one player. He was the star of the show on Sunday, Jordan Miller, who put up a, a Christian Leitner like game of like perfect from the floor, perfect from the line, including something like eight for eight from the line in the final four minutes. It was unbelievable. He was 13 for 13 from the line, 7 for 7 from the field for 27 points. 
Now, the Jordan Miller connection for me is that he he's from here. Like, I live in Northern Virginia. The, the name of the county is Loudoun County. And Miller is from Loudoun County. And the high school he went to, I believe, is Loudoun Valley. I think he graduated in 2018. And then he went to George Mason, which is also nearby. That's like 20 minutes in the other direction for me. Um, and it's Fairfax County, but still, it's, it's close. And now I... I never saw him play in high school. I, I go to at least a few uh, high school basketball games a year. I never saw Jordan Miller play. But I in high school, I saw him play in college, though. This is pre-COVID. I saw him play at George Mason. Now, as of last year, he transfers to the U. He's playing for Miami. And, uh, his, I mean, he, he got decent minutes with George Mason, too. He put up decent numbers. He's He's been a bonafide star with Miami. Um, he'll play professionally somewhere, I imagine. Uh, it's, uh, but he's, he's got a local connection uh, for me here and those of us in the DMV, in Northern Virginia specifically. Uh, so Miller puts up a perfect game on Sunday, right? Now, speaking of perfect, I was perfectly wrong about my Elite Eight, I just got to laugh at this because now I'm pulling out, I've done this every year for the last 30 plus years. Like there's the bracket, like I print out a blank one and fill it out as I as I go along, as one does. And my, my, if I have one up on the wall at school too, my students look at it and go, but, but you, didn't, you didn't make your picks. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's the one I'm filling out as the games go along. Anyway... <laughs> them it's all about the picks i do have squirreled away my my official bracket with all my picks on it and i always do two separate colors this year i did uh, yellow highlighter of the games i got right and orange highlighters the games i got wrong let me tell you there's a lot of orange on here and including for the elite eight i was zero for eight like how did that happen i i picked almost all number one and two seeds well there was only one number one or excuse me there were no number one seeds that made the Elite Eight. That was historic, first time ever. There was only one two seed. That was Texas. I had Xavier winning that game. They were the three seed. Which, by the way, that was the one that put Mrs. O'Connell over the top for me. We had a family competition. It was that game, me not picking Texas, uh, made me lose to Mrs. O'Connell. She had Texas. I had Xavier. The reason I didn't pick Texas was... Now, at the end of the day, I mean, these are great athletes that we're watching. But I know they're they're 19 or 20 years old. Like, these are kids. They're barely older than my own students who I, I mean, let's just say I, I encounter them on a daily basis. I know what they act like. And my own child, who's, who's nine, I mean, the kids I'm watching play this game are much closer to my son's age than to my own. I know my own personal maturity level when I was 19 years old. They, you know, somebody breaks up with their girlfriend the night before and it throws off to the game and all of a sudden the team's not making the Final Four. That's millions of dollars for the university. Um, it's, uh, it's the kind of thing where I know that I'm watching fragile young players at this game. And one of the things I know about um, folks who 
are at this level of maturity. I'm trying to say this in the nicest way I can. Um, they're, they're not grown-ups. And I mean, even even professional players fall into this as well. Like, you look ahead. You look ahead. And I figured, like, okay, Houston and Texas are both going to be looking like, oh, that'd be a great Elite Eight matchup there. One versus two. Houston versus Texas for the right to play in Houston at the Final Four. And I thought to myself, all right, one of those teams is not even going to make it because they're going to be looking ahead and lose an early round game. I didn't realize both of them were going to lose. <laughs> Neither one of them made it. Uh, you're watching kids. But anyway, uh, and then Houston had the, the double problem of like, I, I mean, let's face it, I jinxed them last week because I, I didn't even intend to mention any names. And I even mentioned about the, the math and musings jinx that I made an oblique reference to Houston. And then I realized, like, oops, like, cat's out of the bag. The cougar is out of the bag there. I kind of blew it for Houston. The math and musings jinx, you know, rears its uh, ugly head again. I jinxed Houston so much for playing the Final Four in front of the home fans, in front of Jim Dance and his final Final Four. Uh it's uh, so, it was so much for that. Now the crazy thing is, I mentioned that I, you know, I was going to be in Tucson, hopefully, cheering on the Wildcats uh, during the Final Four weekend. Crazy thing is, now get this, I'm going to Houston. Not that day. A few days later, because I am going to be in Arizona. This didn't occur to me until you know within the last week, like since the last Math and Musings episode. I'm going to be in Houston. Well, I'm changing planes there. I'm on my way back anyway. I'm going to be at the uh, George H.W. Bush uh, Intercontinental uh, Airport, whatever it's called. Um, I will I will be in Houston. Um, it might be a little bit dangerous for me because, let's face it, like this this is the team that I jinxed, right? The, the school from this city, I jinxed them, and now I'm, I'm heading in their town. I'm going right in the Cougars' den uh, right now. Anyway, there's there's that, and you've got what are going to be, I assume, three good games this weekend. You got some lower seeded teams. Do I really want to jinx anybody? I mean, I mentioned the Miami connection, and then that there are four kind of low seeded teams. Like the last time this happened, I'll say this: it was the last time UConn won. It was UConn Kentucky. That was a seven eight game in 2014. My son's first. And uh, something for you to think about between the close of this program and the beginning of the next. In the interim, you can, for more math and musings, you can go to michaelconnelljr.com.